Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Your New Favorite Travel Podcast, Drop on Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. So, um, I'd like to start off um, a little bit of a somber note. Apologies in advance. Um, I just want to say my thoughts and prayers go out to my bird of paradise that you usually see in, you know, the YouTube videos with me. His name is Dolomite. And uh, some of the very few large plants that I have in my home, it's not doing so well, but both to him to what I'd like to consider hospice at this point. I really feel like he's on his way out, but there's always hope. There's always hope. So, uh, Know, if you all could just uh, put a prayer up. We like that plan. I really do. Um, so I want to live, y'all. I want my man to live. Uh, root for you, though. Root for you, baby. One love. So, uh, welcome back. If you are new here, I am happy to see you. If you've been rocking with the kids, I'm also happy to see you. I'm happy everybody's here. So, this week, I um, kind of want to discuss a little bit of the solid travel nobody really talks about, right? I feel like it's probably a different, a bunch of different ways you consider um, the nobody talks about side. But I think I want to win with this one. Everyone likes to consider travel as, you know, going new and exciting places, leaving home and exploration, whether it be, you know, far or relatively near, next town over. Um, but travel also includes being a motherfucking host. Sometimes it's not you exploring a new location. Sometimes it's you hosting friends and family when they're in your neighborhood. So today on this, uh, Good uh, travel and shit episode. I'd like to discuss being the fucking host. Scroll up to the top of my list, and I've got five tips. Single. Five tips to help you, my good friends, be, you know, I guess a decent host. I would say a great host, but I can't say that I know all of you. I feel like I know all of you. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I'd like to get to know you guys better, so feel free to drop me a line. But, you know, I'd like to say if you're here, you're a fan-fucking-tastic person. But, let's be honest, I can't vouch for all of you, see what I mean? But I think that if you stick to these five tips, I wouldn't be mad if you included my name in part of... How you were able to be a good host? Only if you know they would rate you five out of five on uh, whatever app uh, an imaginary family posting app would be, right? Let's dive in. So, first tip: know your space. Know your space, folks. Do you need to buy an airbed? You know, is your couch even sleep friendly? I used to pride myself on having, you know, an open couch. You know, I'd have friends come over for game night. 
or friends. Shout out to Billy Drew. Um, uh, my cousins. I used to really be like, pull up. You know, my couch, my couch is comfy as all fuck. Yeah, it was a, I want to say I got it from Jennifer Convertibles. Floor model. It was the most comfortable couch I think I've ever been on in my life. Okay? Not just sleeping, but sitting the whole shebang. Loved that couch. However, it was made of that faux leatherette kind of shit. So after a few years, after maybe about say maybe seven years maybe seven years it started to do that whole sprinkle and dissolving kind of thing where all the leather would kind of just like fall off it got really gross i got tired of cleaning up after the couch otherwise it was a perfectly good couch it's just that it was making a mess it was gross i'm gonna dump i you know being in um in the house at the time during pandemic, it was kind of one of those things where I can't keep doing this. Now that I see my house so much more, now that I, you know, actually get to enjoy it, if you will, I I felt as if I was ready to invest in another couch. So unfortunately, the couch that I bought is beautiful. The shit looks great, but I fucking hate it. It's wildly uncomfortable. I do not recommend buying furniture online if comfort actually matters to you. Learn from my mistakes. If you could possibly go in person to see it, that is your best option. I went to so many different furniture stores trying to find a couch that I had in my mind that I wanted a pink velvet couch. I was paying the money, so I wanted what the fuck I wanted. However, there weren't, you know, any display options outside of like $4,000 custom uh, units and I'm renting I'm not spending $4,000 for So the couch that I currently have is pretty, but the bitch ain't comfy. So I know that when friends and family visit, I'm going to have to pull out the ear thing. Um, I actually just purchased one because my best friend's out, Aces, and her daughter, Lucy, last week's, this last week? I think it was last week, last week's guest, um, the episode about the kids' perspective on travel. If you haven't already, make sure you check that one out. Um, my two beauties came to visit. They came to New York, and I absolutely knew that one, there are two of them, and my boyfriend. It's the four. No one would have been able to sleep on a couch at that point. So the airbed was a a, a must, a necessary. But if it weren't for um, my boyfriend and I sharing the apartment, um, you know, I would have just slept on the couch, go my old couch, and let Lewandel take my bed. Uh. That is no more an option. So I bought an air bed. It, you know, wasn't exactly the most comfortable, but it was absolutely better than the fucking floor, you know? That's because I knew my space. I knew that we could all comfortably stay in my apartment. It wouldn't be, you know, uncomfortable. It wouldn't be unsafe and it wouldn't be uh, wildly annoying or anything like that. But I knew that for everybody's comfort, an air bed was the best decision. I think I spent like $50, $60 on Amazon. It came relatively quick and it was absolutely um, worth the money. Uh, let's see what else do I have on here. Our pet's a problem. If you have a pet, I highly doubt that, you know, it's likely or convenient for you to send your pet elsewhere. Uh, so, confirm with your guests. Are there any pet allergy 
uh, havers in the group. Is anyone afraid of dogs? I have a very small dog. Well, I've seen my uh, beautiful co-host, Maisie, on uh, the YouTube, so if you YouTube search, she's watching the podcast. Um, stop by the YouTube, search out Travel Shit, don't forget, it's the letter N, N, and not the word and, spelled out. Um, yeah, give her a little view. Shout out to uh, my baby Maisie. Um, but, she's a small dog. So, and everybody loves her, and she loves everybody. So, it's not an issue when I have people stay here for the dog to be here. But if you have a larger dog that maybe some people are afraid of, or if you have a dog that's not exactly company friendly, those are things that you have to consider before you, you know, um, offer your space for friends and family to stay at. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, does your apartment or building have certain rules, like no pets or smoking, that you need to reinforce with your guests? Sometimes your guests may be traveling with their own pets. Do you need to consider whether or not your dog and their dog are going to vibe? Do you need to consider whether or not their cat and your dog, you know, I mean, shit like that. Like, consider whether or not their animal will be welcome in your space. Does your building allow pets? And you know, for example, that they've got a um, emotional support animal or, you know, even a, a medical, uh, medically necessary uh, support animal that is traveling with them that you would need to accommodate for. What else? Also, are they smokers? Do you need to let them know in advance, hey, I'd love to be able to open my home to you. Just keep in mind that you're not going to be able to smoke inside. I have a five-floor walk-up or, you know, uh, the elevators and take a while for them to, you know, be in service. And you may not want to, you know, wait for the elevator or, you know, consistently do the walk-up if you smoke often um, or if you have a partner that's asthmatic, you may particularly not care whether or not they smoke in your apartment, but it's going to be an issue for your partner or, you know, if you have children or if you're a smoker and they've got young kids that are coming with them and they don't necessarily want you smoking around their children. Those are things that you kind of want to think about beforehand so that everybody can have a comfortable stay if they are indeed going to stay with you. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, is this the loud cousin or the friend? Um, they get a little drunk and they, you know, for some reason, or they're that, you know, they're not a fun drunk or they are the really loud, talkative, social one. It's fun when you're out and about in the streets and there are a ton of strangers who wait to talk to you. But it can be a little bit problematic, if you will, when it's just the three or four of y'all in the apartment and you're ready to go to bed and they won't shut up. You know what I mean? Like, know your space. Is this going to disturb your neighbors? Do you have a landlord that's pretty strict about the, hey, midnight, all that loud shit's got to stop? Little things like that. Everybody could be having a great time and a great time turns into a bad time sometimes if, you know, certain things aren't taken into consideration in advance. So, know, know your space. Uh, next, know your guest. Similar to that last little tidbit, is this the, you know, really, really um, needy cousin? And they're going to be up under you every step of the way. Uh, you might want to plan or such. Is this the one that's a self-starter? A self starter? So, you know, you don't necessarily need to hold their hand. They already know what they're coming to do. They just need some place to stay. 
because they, you know, are only going to be here for two nights and it doesn't really make sense to pay for a hotel when they come to New York because you live in New York. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, kind of want to be aware in advance what the personality of the person is going to be. Are If you're going to be spending time with them, are they the scary friend? And everything you do, they're going to question or doubt or be a little tepid, um, tepid of, is that word? Tepid? Is tepid? I know timid is word, but I think tepid is also word. One of y'all knows, and you're either judging or you're not. I'm okay with that. Um, are they the scary one, or are they the fucking space cadet that can't cross the street by themselves? You know what I mean? Some of these things are things you want to consider in advance so that you can know whether or not you actually want to be available to them. Save yourself the, you know, the hassle, the drama, the, the stress of not recalling in advance the personality. I get sometimes, you know, this is the cousin that you haven't seen since y'all were maybe like 16 and now that y'all are adults and, you know, you travel from work or you just have more flexibility for whatever reason. I want to reconnect. Well, what are the conversations that you kind of want to have in advance, right? What are they looking to do? Are they the party animal? Are they the life of the party? And you're kind of more laid back and chill. I don't be going nowhere. I don't really like to party. I don't really like to do, you know, too much. But, you know, my people know that. That's not an issue. I am more inclined to go places and try new things when I am someone else's guest or if I'm someplace else because, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm traveling. You know what I mean? I see it a little bit differently when I am the guest or the new person in the area versus when you're home. Know what, you know, uh, your personality is in relation to the personality of the person that's going to be a guest. I know that I don't want to do much. I am very content staying in my house. I've got internet. I paid that bill. It's actually on auto draft or whatever it's called. They get their money every month. So I'm good with streaming shit on TV and being on the internet, right? But if I have a guest that's coming in, I can kind of, you know, weigh those options in terms of, am I going to go out with you? Am I going to tell you in advance that I have plans or... You know, little things like that. Know the different personalities. Is there going to be a clash based on their general disposition or their, you know, social lifestyles and such? Uh, what was the other one? Oh, do they have special needs? Um, such as like diet. Are they vegan? And all you have is beef jerky and, you know, I don't know, hard boiled eggs and bacon to snack on. Are they um, mobility limited? Uh, are they in a wheelchair? Are they an older person? Like, is your grandma coming to visit and she walks with a cane or a walker? So you need to assist a little bit more. Um, do you need to drive them around? Are they going to need a ride from the airport? Little things like that, you kind of want to, you know, check out in advance, discuss in advance so that you're not put off guard. If you know that they are... Some, something simple as having water in the house if you don't normally drink water. I know I know people that don't drink water. Grown-ass adults, I know. Some people don't fucking drink water. Are they the bougie cousin that's not going to be cool with tap water? So maybe you want to buy a case of water or 
you know, maybe you want to get that Brita on sale in Target, the next Target run you take, so that there's something available for your guests. Because honestly, even though you're doing them a favor, at the same time, it's kind of like, don't do that. Like, have basic things available to them. You know what I mean? Little things like that. Also, if you know it's really going to be an inconvenience for you to pick them up from the airport, or if they're not drivers, are you, you know, is it necessary to discuss in advance with them, like, hey, I'm not really comfortable having uh, a really long itinerary, so consider, like, hey, knowing, um, making sure that they have Uber downloaded, or making sure that you have the train schedule available to them, or letting them know in advance, hey, girl, I, you know, may need a little on the gas money because I live an hour and a half from the airport. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, you kind of want to have those things in mind for ease. I know when Dell and Lucy came by, Lucy's tent. Granted, I too like to snack, but snacks. You know what I mean? They bought their own snacks, but I tried to make sure that I had a good um, arsenal of pretzels, chips, and, you know, food snacks and stuff that, you know, if a 10-year-old wants to grab something to eat herself without having to make a bowl of ramen or something like that, she can go grab some food snacks or some fruit or something. I just wanted to make sure that there were little finger foods and things that she could eat, I could eat, um, that my company would be able to grab if they wanted to just run out and take care of business and, you know, not have to make a meal, buy a meal, or, you know, we're sitting here staring at each other wondering what the fuck we want to eat, right? I don't think, thankfully, my boyfriend does. God bless him. He's beautiful. And I'm even better with him. Um, what else do I have here? Um, does their disposition put you at risk? So, imagine you are planning a day in, I live in New York, so let's just say we're planning a day in the city, right? Uh, last thing I wanted to is have them accompany me to an event in the village and find out that some unknown reason I didn't know this customer was fucking wonderful. So that would absolutely be fucking problematic. One for me, because I don't stand for shit like that. We we love a beer too. I'm very here myself and hello. I welcome all of us in this uh, little bubble of love. Okay? Everyone's welcome here. Everyone is good people Everyone is fucking normal here, wherever you may fall on the spectrum. If that's a problem for you or for whatever guest that is coming to your home, it's one thing to say, you know, cut off friends. I stand for it. I also kind of stand for cutting off toxic and problematic family members because family does not equate to, you know, receiving and accepting disrespect. But, say, for example, uh, your Nana comes to visit, and you love your, your Nana, and your Nana loves you down, and for the most part, she doesn't give you much beef, but you and your girlfriend live together, and it's like, yes, Nana, we're living in sin. I'm going to need you to keep that, all right? Because, no, I know you can't afford a hotel, and I'm not paying for a hotel, so you're going to have to live in this type of sin with this kind of thing. You know what I mean? So... You kind of want to know their personality beforehand. Is this bougie cousin? And even though you've got another cousin that's performing someplace in bedside, this cousin's going to be clutching their purse and really looking around and up and down at everybody as if, you know, they're doing something wrong. Know the company you're 
don't have, you know, the, not every friend is for every event, not every, and black friend, I mean family member as well. Not everybody is for everything. You know that you have the homegirl that you don't take out to eat because she is always the one that becomes a mathematician when the receipt comes. You know you have the homeboy that you don't invite to the club because he talks wild hot shit beforehand and then gets there and cancels bottle after he orders the bottle girl. And no, you're not going to spend $300 on a bottle by yourself. You're going to split a bottle with your friend and maybe somebody else or whatever. Um, unless they're involved, $300 for a bottle with your thing. Probably buy your own fucking bottle. But things like that. Like, we all know that not every friend is for every outing or for every experience. Consider those things when you have friends and family stay with you. Don't necessarily invite them to events and, you know, environments that can be problematic should they be there for so if you've got uh, friends that you know you want to do a game night with you're like oh because it's the same age let's go if these friends are you know heavy smokers and drinkers and this family member is not that may not be a good mix you know what i mean the last thing you want to do is put your friends and family in a situation that's really uncomfortable for them also that's something that should be considered but also considering you don't want to invite that cousin or that friend to your home friend group's space and make them uncomfortable either. So consider those things before you, you know, have everybody just one big happy, uh, oh, we can all go together or we can all, you know, hang out together. Think about it. You know what I mean? Is this person or is this guest appropriate for, um, group and outing that you're inviting. Also, consider age-appropriate fun. I'm an adult. I'm an adult without kids, so I curse a lot. I, however, don't want to curse around my friends' kids. I know my friends and I curse, but there's a, a little bit of a boundary that I'd like to respectfully hold in place. I allow for my friends to curse in front of them, but I still feel a little bit uncomfortable cursing around kids because their potty mouth is not going to be my problem. That's not going to be, I'm not going to be the one to teach them that actually. They can learn that with you at the house, not me. Um, also, do you have to, you know, curtail your own activities because kids are in the house? Depending on how old the kids are, do you not smoke and drink around these kids? Uh, do you not put on your Trap Thursday cleaning list to wash dishes because you've got, you know, young, impressionable ears in the room? Do not watch certain movies, you know what I mean? Things like that. Your favorite candle may be, you know, something that's, you know, I don't know, like, uh, what do you call it? I know they always have, um, one of the things we went to while I was here, we went to Raw Bolt Street in Brooklyn. And we were doing a lot of the, uh, what do you call those, like, t- table vendors and stuff like that. And so, you know how they always have, like, uh, that wild name, like, essential oil, like, uh, or even that, was it Eric Bobby? Did, like, um, the incense or some shit like that? Don't, don't like the weed incense. Don't like, you know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain things that may be appropriate for you in your own adult-ass house by yourself or with other adult company, but if you've got kids around, 
consider that watching even whatever show you always watch the same time of the week might be the brain check until next week because young ears shouldn't necessarily be listening to or watching, you know, some of the things that you watch on your own time. Tip three is know your limits. Um, Yes, I do. Know your limits. This is your home. And they are guests in your home. So you are allowed to put and stand firm in whatever boundaries you set. I would offer and suggest that you consider what some of those boundaries are before your guests actually arrive. Um, what can you be flexible on in terms of sharing your space, you know? Can you prepare for some things in advance? Or can you set your, you know, get your mental in the right space, position, order to kind of adapt to certain behaviors while your company is with you? Do you need uninterrupted bathroom time? Maybe you want to wake up a bit earlier than your guests so that you can make sure that you get your, you know, uh, slow cooker time in the bathroom. You can get your full, nice, hour-long shower. You can, you know, get your meditation and prayer or your yoga workout going on in the morning before your guests get up. Like, maybe you need to wake up at 5 as opposed to doing it at 7 because your, the, the friends and family will be up and moving or you don't want to, you know, glide and cross paths with certain things like bathroom time and um you know if you for example have um you know a spouse or a partner of a friend or a family that's also staying with you you may want to consider like damn do i have to wear a bra now because my cousin's husband's in the house you know what i mean just little little things like that like being prepared to alter some things because you have company because you have guests do you now want to, I don't know, you got to wear some shit to sleep because you got fucking company. It's one thing if you've got, you know, bedroom space, you can, you know, comfortably sleep in your bedroom, close the door and go ahead and sleep naked. But, you know, if it may be an issue or if it may arise that for some reason this friend needs to reach you in an emergency or like if they've got, you know, young kids or for whatever fucking reason, shit happens, life happens, people will always be there. These are things that you kind of just put in the back of your mind, right? Um, what do I have next here? Oh, do you need your house to always be fucking clean? Is this reasonable to, you know, kind of keep in place if your guest is bringing children? Children will always children. Kids are supposed to fuck up because they're not supposed to know that. You know what I mean? Remember that. Kids aren't adults. Don't treat them. Don't, don't put adult expectations on children. Although children may you know, be expected to have some type of behavior, don't expect that a nine-year-old is going to behave or, um, you know, have the same responsibilities or expect the same from a, you know, nine-year-old that you would from a 29-year-old, you know? Children are supposed to fuck some things up because they're kids. So keep in mind that if, you know, you find a dirty dish on the counter, Consider that they may not necessarily do that at home. Is that something that you need to 
boys who speak up less because you don't drive your own fucking self crazy, let them know, hey, do me a favor, I don't need you to wash the fucking dish. I just need you to make it into the fucking sink. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Those are, or just keep peace and say, you know what, I'll put it in the sink. I'll do it myself. They're only here for three days. This is not something that is really going to bother me in the grand scheme of things. Chasing behind this person. For example, when my dad comes to visit, I don't know how the fuck he does it, but he always manages to use an actual cup. Like an actual glass. Granted, boyfriend does dishes. I don't do stuff. I don't do kitchens. I will keep the rest of this fucking house clean, but I will not. I don't do kitchens. That's his thing. Um, so before boyfriend moved over, uh, my dad, God bless him, love him so much. I have a stack of red fucking cups on top of my crib. Very fucking visible. Obvious as all hell. They also keep their cups on top of the microwave. So it ain't like my man don't know where the fuck they are. My dad would always, I know you're watching this too, don't use real cups. Use a red cup. And I would get them every time. Granted, he'd also wash them. But it was just like, what are we doing? Now, if this were a guest, is this something that I want to consistently keep, you know, reminding them about? If it's only going to be two days? Choose fucking cups. I'll either wash them, you wash them, get it done. It's always a running joke with me and my dad. It's all love, it's no beef. But little things like that. If it's something that really matters to you, speak on it. Let them know. I don't want to wash these fucking dishes, and I also don't necessarily want you washing dishes. Use the red cups. They're right here. I don't do plates. Use the paper plates. I don't do silverware. Use the plastic utensils. Whatever it fucking is for you. This is your home. Set those boundaries. Next thing I have on here. Do you need to put the good china on? So, I will not say I don't have nice things, but I will say that I don't really have um, wildly expensive things, right? I don't, I can't really think of anything that if it broke would be irreplaceable. Um, However, if you've got a family heirloom or something that's just really sentimental to you, do you necessarily want to leave it out, right? If they have kids coming by, do you need to childproof your house in any way? I know if my cousin comes over and, you know, I'm trying to think of, well, actually, I think all my cousin's got big kids all grown. But if you have a family member or a friend that's coming over with their toddler, do you need to childproof anything? Do you need to, you know, pick up certain figurines that you may have picked up in different travels or something and put them on a higher shelf. Do you need to uh, put, what do you call the outlet protectors in your uh, outlets? Do you need to not leave flower uh, vases or whatever? Like, consider little things that you may need to put away. Also, consider, do you really know you stay in your house? I remember one time, my cousin uh, came into New York and he brought a friend with him. Poor shot to stay at my house. I trusted that my cousin wasn't going to bring a thief into my home, right? However, that doesn't mean that I'm going to just leave something that is valuable to me out in the open. You know what I mean? Consider little things like that. If you've got a habit of leaving cash stashed around your house, then consider maybe unstashing it and putting it all in one spot or just keeping it with you just for the simple peace of mind 
for not having to have to check behind other people and you know don't give yourself the opportunity to forget that you spent it and now you're speculating or now you're you know assuming that it was someone else that did it but you forgot that it was actually you or god forbid we all know that some of us don't have very trustworthy trustworthy family and you don't want someone that you should otherwise be able to trust now have a reason for you not to trust them you know what i mean it's do yourself a favor consider these things in advance and kind of know who all you're opening your home to we all love our family and a lot of times we do things that we wouldn't necessarily do for a friend or a stranger that we would do for our family but um like we all know you can't choose your family you can't change your family but you can absolutely you know separate yourself from your family you can decide not to interact with your family but we may not necessarily want to get to those uh to those points if we don't have to right so those are little things to uh that's one thing to consider in terms of you know just the shit around you like if you um know that so frustrating if you know that um, they bought you something and after did you never really like hang it up maybe this is something to kind of consider like maybe hang it up what do I have next here um yeah kind of like the whole thoughts in the staying with you if you want to put those limitations on friends and family, like, hey, you're welcome, put your man's in, you're welcome, and I love you kids, but I don't want them staying in my home. Back to, you know, knowing yourself and knowing what you are able to accommodate and what you're okay with and, you know, knowing your limits. This is your home. If you are not willing to deal with, you know, partner of someone or the accompany the accompaniment the, the the dependent if you will of someone it's well within your rights to say hey you know what maybe or maybe we can do one day but not a whole week kind of thing an overnight visit is one thing staying with you for a week is not for everybody what did i have here um also consider how different, if you will, will you have to live your lifestyle. If you are a relatively sloppy person, you're going to have company over. Are you not willing to put your shoes away when your guests are over? Are you not willing to, you know, um, not do laundry every day because you have a routine or a schedule and, you know, this person needing your attention or needing guidance or advisement or whatever, it just doesn't really, you know, fit in with what your normal is. Those are things that you want to discuss before. Put those boundaries in place. This is your fucking house. Uh, do you need to lay out those rules for jump? That was the last time. I have a bedtime. Maybe you got to get up to work in the morning. That may be something that you need to put in place. Or if you just don't, if you just know that your day or 
regardless of whether you have to be at work or not, if you know that your day is going to be totally fucked, if you are not in bed by 10 p.m., that may be something that you need to discuss with your guests. Hey, girl, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm in bed by 10. Turn everything down, not necessarily off, but just, I, I need my space. You know what I mean? Those may be things. Those are things that you should mention either beforehand or right when it becomes an issue. Don't end up, you know, leaving this visit or this situation with uh, broken relationships. Some things can be solved with the conversation. Use your words. Use your words. Also, uh, no, tip four. Know your commitments. Do you have to be at work in the you have to drop your kids at school the next day. You may be on vacation, but your kids gotta go to school. Or um, you've got a vet appointment uh, in the middle of this per- of your company's trip, and you are inaccessible, you know, from whatever hours because you'll be taking care of that. Do you have agreements or engagements that you already have in place that are going to require some of your time? You may have, you know, family friends coming in, and they're thinking that. You're going to spend your time with them, but you know that that's not possible. That might be something that you want to bring up in advance, back to whether or not they need to be, you know, chauffeured around. You may not necessarily mind driving them or dropping them off places, but are you going to be available to do that for them? Don't have your cousin come stay with you and think that you're going to be the one that is driving, but you got to go to work. Now your cousin is stuck and can't go anywhere or can't do anything because, you know, they are unable to possibly, like, afford Ubers or they are not comfortable being on, you know, whatever transit system you have in the area or they're just not comfortable being out and about by themselves. Consider that maybe this is not a good week or this is not a good time or that you want to wait for you to be on vacation for them to be able to enjoy their vacation with you. Consider what reason are they, you know, there for? Are they there for like a medical trip and they're going to need some attention? You know what I mean? Like God forbid somebody is coming into town to, you know, have some surgery done or to have whatever medical um, procedure or whatever get done and, you know, they are expecting like, hey, I need a ride from here. Is that something you or is that something that you're going to be able to provide for if you don't try? You know, they may not know that, oh, when you moved to New York, you gave your car up because when you lived in Connecticut, you always had a car. It's not necessary here. That may not be something that they necessarily consider because that's not the life that they live. So, again, use your words. Talk to your people. Did you pay for a trainer at 5 a.m.? And you know that you spent good money on it, so you need to show the fuck up. So you're going to be up making noise or up getting ready, or if you're giving them your bedroom and you're sleeping on the couch or you're in another room on an airbed, you're going to have to go in the room to get your clothes or something. Is that something that you want to accommodate for and then take your clothes out the night before? Or is that just not going to work for you in your normal routines and you have to go in your room? Or if the only way to get into your mass bathroom or whatever is through the bedroom that you're sleeping in. Little things like that. Know what you already have planned out. Know what is non-negotiable for you 
so that you don't have any conflicts or, um, you know, a little bit of space for miscommunication when it comes to guests and your time. They are not, you know, necessarily interchangeable unless you so deem them to be. But remember, this is your space and I don't want to say you're doing them a favor, but you're doing them a favor. They're staying with you for free, right? Um, so, final tip. Know your community. Is your cousin going to have beef with that neighbor, right? Or is, um, you know, your dad or your mom not really did it, or say your mom or your dad or like your um, whoever raised you didn't necessarily know the neighborhood that you moved into, like, you're comfortable, you're fine, but you know your parents, and you know that they're going to make a big deal about things in front of the building every fucking day. You know what I mean? Know what all is happening around you so that you can be prepared to either, you know, say to them, hey girl, maybe this isn't a good space for you to stay in. I'm good. I'm comfortable. You, not so much. Maybe you need to stay elsewhere. Or do you just need to let them know, hey, we don't like the neighbors over there. Don't go waving at them because we don't fuck that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, also, if you know there's just like a personality clash or if you just know, damn, I know y'all gonna hate each other on site. Consider if that on-site person is, you know, I don't know, fucking dormant at your building. Or um, the lady that you ride share for work with. I don't fucking know. There are, life will always lie. And people will always people. So if, you know, things can go wrong or if things can go astray, it's possible that you may want to keep that in mind before it actually happens. So that you can either prepare for it in advance and, you know, buffer it or avoid it happening altogether. Um, if you have a friend that's very comfortable just showing up to your house at 1 o'clock in the morning, be like, girl, I need to talk about this. Maybe let that friend know, hey girl, call me first. Don't just like show up at the door, use your spare key and just walk in because I have, you know, some cousins staying with me and that may be a little jarring for them to just see somebody walk in. Or just let your cousins know, hey girl, my homegirl, she's got a key, she pops up at all random times. Pick and choose. That's your battle. Decide who you need to warn. Maybe you need to warn both people. Or maybe you know that uh, the friend that has that spare key doesn't get along with this cousin. Maybe let your friend know, hey girl, so the cousin that you have beef with, she's actually coming to stay with me. Girl, I love you. This is my cousin. Y'all will have to squash that beef or y'all just don't have to not see each other. Again, conversations, use your words. Um, also, about knowing your community. What is local that is old to you, but new to them? So, I actually work in Manhattan. So, plenty of other things that are in Manhattan. Also, being a native New Yorker, I don't give a fuck about it. I don't give a fuck. Empire State Building. It's there. Cool. But, plenty of people come to the city to see that. Plenty of people come to the city to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. When Lou and Dell came, We've walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. I've done it before. It was a decent time. I mean, I had a great time with actually. But it's old to me, but Lucy's never done it. So, 
of course, let's go. One, it's free. And two, it's something that you can kind of look mad like, you know, oh, girl, I love this little uh, brewery or cafe or this little shop that's over here that you may like. Also consider things that you're into, that your guests are into, bring them to the version of it by yourself. I love good crystal. I love all the metaphysical all the metaphysical things. Crystals, give me the sage, give me the candles, give me the totems, all the shit. I'm with it. Remember, I'm the hippie friend. Lucy asked me about crystals. So, lo and behold, we were in Rockville Center to go eat, by accident actually, um, and we were actually around the corner from my favorite crystal shop. So, surprise! I'm going to bring you to a crystal shop so we can walk around, you can ask questions, you can buy whatever, you know. Her mama went, picked some crystals up. The kid had a great time. And I've been there a million times. So it's old to me, but it's new to them. It's something that we both share in common that we're interested in. And I can give her an experience that she wouldn't have necessarily known was available to her because why would she randomly just go to a crystal shop and then ask mom to take it, you know? that kind of thing. We happened to be in the area and I was familiar with the area. So it just made sense for us to just add that in to um, hey girl, I'm from here. You know, I know things. Let me bring you to my places. Um, the coffee shop that you always go to, how cool is it if you walk in with your cousin and they're like, oh, T, what's going on? Hey, who's that? And then of course you look like a cool person because baristas at your coffee shop know who you are. Pro tip, it's fun. Um, so things that are old to you, new to them. You're comfortable there, you know what everything costs, or you know what time it opens and closes, you're familiar with it. So it's a little bit of familiarity for you while also being new and exciting for your guests and company. Um, is there a shop or event that you can support? Remember, think local. If you've got a friend that is putting on a concert, if you've got a park that's nearby, if you've got a um you know, Something that's going on in the area that you would have normally gone to, consider bringing that company with you. Don't necessarily think that because it's not necessarily um, a big deal for you that it won't be something interesting to them. If there is a movie in the park or if there are free community uh, events or things happening, consider that maybe if you're in New York and you have, we're not even just New York, consider going to the next town over. I might find something in Brooklyn at, like, say, the Brooklyn Children's Museum. I'm going to fuck kids. But I got a kid staying with me for the week, so I'm going to look into things that my friends are going to be interested in. So consider who you have coming to visit you and what is available and what is um, open to be experienced in your neighborhood that you can ta- have them tag along with. Most other things I have in here. Um, they kind of... Um, in term, like for example, there is a farmers market that happens out here on Saturdays. It's uh, from Queens Girls, so Laurelton Farmers Market. I want to say it's every Saturday and Sunday, I think. But um, I'm part of Black Resource Network on Facebook, so if you are interested, definitely give them a, uh, a check. Like check them out. But it's spelled B L A Q U E. It's for um, Black. Queens, but mostly like Southeast Queens, but I guess they represent all Queens. I'm not particularly certain. But 
It is a Facebook group. Very fond of them. Love them. And I know that they always promote that there is a World Farms Farmers Market. So if we didn't already, you know, have, if we, didn't, if we hadn't already had plans for the weekend, or if the girls were actually going to be here, I don't think they stayed. I think they were here Monday through Friday, actually. Anyway, something simple like that. A farmer's market. Local vendors. Local business people. These are your neighbors. Some of them are your friends. Show up. Support them. Everybody likes to come home with a souvenir, a little tchotchke or some shit like that. Might as well be from your neighbors. Might as well be from your own people. You know what I mean? Have your friends and family support locally if it's possible as well. Or if it's something that you're interested in. Um, if you live in a you know, white institution or predominantly white in the neighborhood, that might not necessarily be a um, a priority for you. You may want to then go to uh, black owned businesses because very pro black over here. Shop black, buy black, black, because here you are. Um, and what else did I have in here? Uh, what are local tourist attractions that you can enjoy and explore? A lot of times, like I mentioned before, we ignore a lot of things just because it's here. It's not going anywhere. It's definitely it's not going anywhere. Certain things we expect to just like always be there. But consider this as an opportunity for you to explore your own community, for you to explore your own state, country, whatever. However, near or far these friends are visiting from. Uh, consider that you get to explore with them. Consider you get to, you know, view the experience as a tourist with them, since they are going to be a tourist, and they'll be looking at it from tourist eyes, they may actually surprise you with their viewpoint on something that you see right now. So use this as an opportunity to maybe visit something that you wanted to see, but because it's local, you kind of always put off just by saying, oh, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get around to it, it'll be there, right? Use the opportunity to explore. Travel doesn't necessarily have to just be you going someplace else. You can absolutely use uh, instances like this, opportunities such as friends and family coming in to visit, for you to say, well, what is around here? What haven't I done? What is interesting or what is something that may be up our alley that we want to check out? So... That's this week's episode. I hope the five tips, which were know your space, know your guest, know your limits, know your commitments, and knowing your community. I hope they were um, helpful, useful in the summertime. Kids are out of school, they have some family coming up. So put these things in place, especially the boundaries part. Know that this is your home, and I really don't play about my home. If you can't be at peace at home, if you can't be happy at home, where the fuck be happy? Where on God's green earth are you going to be at peace? Keep these things in mind. And um, holler me on the internet. I am T R A B E L, the letter N, S H underscore T on Instagram. And I decided to do a. Uh, special little giveaway just for my listeners, people that actually just listen to the episode. What is a t-shirt giveaway? Every week I'm going to give away two free shirts. All I'm asking is for you to share your favorite travel and shit episode on your IG stories. But make sure you tag me so that I'll know you did it. 
believe they do. I believe my friend provided a school shift internationally. So, as of now, shit's open to anybody. Where the fuck she's at? I actually, um, oh, I closed it down. I don't remember where it was. Let me think. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up so I can get out of it. Shizzy shout. We actually, uh, it was Zimbabwe. Shout out to Zimbabwe. Charting very well in Zimbabwe. So, leave your favorite episode of Travel and Shit in your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me. Again, it's T-R-A-V-E-L, letter N, S-H underscore T. So that I know that you are interested in winning a shirt. And two of you will win a shirt every week. And until I get tired of getting shirts. Um, let's say for the rest of the month of July. So, actually, I want to extend it. Let's say July and August. July and August, tentatively. I'm giving away two shirts every week. So, next Thursday, I will um, let you guys know. Every Thursday, I'll let you know who won the shirts when I um, think I'll send them out. Or I'll I'll reach out to you to present your your mailing address. But I'm going to be giving away t-shirts because I'm happy that you're here. And I appreciate your support. And I'm sitting up. Y'all out there. And I want to show y'all some stuff. So post on the Instagrams. It's the easiest thing I can think of right now. So um, I'll see you. I appreciate you. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, and such, DM me. Give you the uh, Instagram. All right, y'all, it's really hot in here, so I love you all. See you next week. Bye.